Today's anecdotal experience is legitimately sponsored by Walmart. I'm going to be honest. All the other sponsorships have been jokes. This sponsorship is real. This is a big day for the dote. Go buy yourself something nice to celebrate this monumental day for your favorite podcast. Today, on the podcast, David Bly is our guest. David and I talk about his feature-length film. That's long. A feature-length film is incredibly long. It's two and a half hours. It was originally three and a half hours. Man, it is hard to make a movie, and David is going to talk about that. What it's like actually making something come to fruition, having a project involving other people, making it happen. It's impressive. If uh, If you have an idea... Stop talking about it and do it. Just do the idea. Take one step today and start moving in that direction. I have tons of friends that have just started doing shit for themselves, and I love it. It's good to see. If you want to support the podcast, buy my t-shirt at kingsizequeen.com or email theanecdotalexperience at gmail.com or if you're a friend of mine, just text me, email me, it's a t-shirt company I started. Let's just do this episode right now with my friend, David Yeah. Or is it? Because some people believe that it's all staged, you know? Ooh. Do they? Some people believe it's all staged. What there do people, they? There are people that say that all the weather stuff has been orchestrated by scientists that they're like creating storms really yeah there's like people going on the news as experts talking about this like some storms are fabricated by the government and it's like how would you go about how would you you okay there's an easy way to go about proving that you're wrong because if you go to houston now it's entire or do they think it's controlled by scientists like they're actually causing this there's like something i read about um it's not crop duster. It's there's another term for it where oh. they go through the clouds. Chemtrails. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh huh. I was reading about that. Yeah. And that's what I'm referring to, where like you can create larger storms or amplify a storm through this process through chemtrails. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've... if you if you can do that, then like people's imaginations with that, you know, right? Comedy plus that info becomes a tragedy. That yeah, they think it's all I don't know, dude. That's fun. I was reading a book actually, and it was it it was talking about once man can come up with a way, because like pretty much man is always trying to control Mother Nature, and I think the final frontier of controlling Mother Nature is controlling the weather. Yeah, that's it. Once you can actually like, if the, once there's a hurricane coming, yeah, and you can divert a hurricane and move it somewhere else, yeah. Then you can truly control Mother Nature. Yeah, because then you're like you're getting your you're off the ground. If you can you can control roads, you can control people, right. everything that's like on ground. But if you can start doing stuff that's out there in the atmosphere, right? Then there's no stopping. I I believe it, man. I think it could happen in the future. I don't think it's happening now. Yeah, I I mean, I hope it's not happening. I hope there's no one that devious that they're not. I don't um, know, man. It, I feel like the more I talk about it. The more I let like my brain just articulate and like connect these weird synapses, 
I start to like, oh, I, I could, there have been bad people in the past. There have been devious people. And like, if this technology could exist, then put them together. What? Right. What stopped? Oh, man. No, it's true, man. This is why I'm saying it swallows me. It's right. Yeah. I Okay. But I guess I always feel like she's nuts. I hate her. She's the worst. Yeah. Is that a, are you setting a it record for it? Could be cat shit stain. I don't know. <laughs> don't it could be her thing. You should ask her. Just, no, yeah. it's coffee drip for sure. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, no, I know what you're saying though. There is, there is a lot of cool technology that could be used for evil. Yeah. And it probably is. And a lot of cool technology used for great stuff. I was having this conversation with my brother the other day because he works in data. Yeah. And he works for Spotify, and he works in data at Spotify. Uh-huh. And I mean, if you, ha- I don't know if you have Spotify, but it's like widely beloved for their algorithms that recommend music and yeah. for their like time capsule thing. And I won't go into a plug for them, but dude, no, go with it. It's so beloved now because, and there was an article in the New York Times about um, data has sort of been uh, the the perception and the image of data has been, or the reputation of data has been misappropriated or has been damaged by like this election cycle with facebook and twitter and how it seems like everyone's watching you everyone's hackable like what is data where right. what do you want from me why do you need this stuff from me and now like everyone has everything the cameras are watching you and people right. are just scared and then there's other sectors of, of the world that are using data for just like good things you yeah. know like just to connect you with nostalgia and things like yeah this song that you loved when you were younger and yep. like if you can add in like a picture or something from when you were like i was saying this to my brother because i really loved what this new thing that he's doing there um like if you can add in a photograph i'm from montreal and we used to play tennis my brother and i at the a tennis court near our house and there was like a popsicle stand inside this like an ice cream yeah this concession stand they used to have freezies which are just like ice pops and if they could have a picture of like that concession stand in the tennis right. court, it's like mixed in with my nostalgia mix. It would just be like the perfect combination. And yeah. like you go into that time capsule playlist and you just feel good. Whereas right. you go to Twitter and they're like, we need this amount of information from you to like verify this. And you're like, fuck you. I don't want to. What are you like asking me all this stuff for? So like, yeah, I don't know. No, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And it's, it's. It's funny you bring up that time capsule feature on Spotify because I, I had that yesterday yeah it was like oh check out these songs from your past yeah and it was stuff where i was like i don't think i've listened to this on spotify same yeah the first one i listened to, i was like i haven't listened to the get up kids on yeah spotify. how'd you know that's what's weird yeah. it would be like the get up kids or something yeah. it'd be like an album that i'd forgot about yeah and now all of a sudden it's a track the track maybe the track from the get up kids album the only one i really knew right yeah and all of a sudden that's right there yeah I'm like, it, it is, it's but, spooky, but I don't care. Yeah. It's like you, you, make sure you look for the right thing. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, it is cool. Also, what did something happened? Some, ah, oh man, I can't think of it and it sucks, but it was a pun. It was some stupid pun that I thought of. I'm like, oh, it's a real dumb, I don't know what it was, but it was some connection I made. Yeah. Some dumb pun. And then there was an advertisement two hours later on like Google or something with this same pun. Oh, no way. It was at a level where I'm always impressed by analytics and what they can predict. Yeah. But this was like, 
There's no way. I thought you were gonna say like a big pun song came out no, on your playlist. No. <laughs> I was like, that's great. I'd be like, oh, that's great. That was yeah. Yeah. Uh no, it was it was um just something so bizarrely coincidental that yeah. I it creeped me out. But it's not all bad. I agree. Yeah. Sorry, that was your point. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's how it's being used. And some people, some companies are I figured out a way of doing it in a peaceful pleasant way and other companies just like don't seem to have that goodwill yeah heart well i don't even know what the evil people think well people think you're they're like spying on you yeah and it's like they're not they're not spying on you yeah they're not spying on like you specifically right right like no one's that important no one unless you're you are that important right which you're not yeah like i don't understand that with cameras i've never people like oh cameras like laptop camera like the little or yeah, does that freak you out? Uh, not really. No, no. It doesn't me neither. What am I doing? Like why? Why me? You don't want to watch me, right? If at someone... a coffee shop, like feeling miserable over blank pages of a screenplay, you yeah. don't want to watch that. No, that's like not going to make you feel good. No. What are you going to do with it? Either, yeah, exactly. You, know? you make a weird collage for your art project at RISD. No, yeah. cool. <laughs> like, Go for it. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I I think well, I think the worst what was there was like a might have been Black Mirror, but it was like some kid like masturbating, and they're like, "We're gonna sell this to whatever people, yeah. and it's gonna go on the internet if you don't do whatever." That's what they recorded, or or someone was masturbating to the cameras. They were so they didn't know, so they downloaded some weird software, and then they start jacking off, yeah. and then all of a sudden they get an email saying, "Hey, now you're caught. Now we're gonna yeah. send." It was like some kid or something like yeah. that. But I'm like, most people would be like, yeah, go nuts, man. Most people, you know, <laughs> I don't think people care anymore. They're like, yeah, so what? Cool. Pe- yeah. People, if you tell them what it is, like, they're, we're going to send this to your mom. I'm like, I'll just tell my mom, like, hey, yeah. don't watch this video. I was masturbating in front of a computer. Yeah. They missed the boat on that. Like, 20 years ago with dial-up, we would have been terrified. Right. But, like, now people are, kids are a lot cooler with their parents. Right. Parents are friends with their kids. Back then, no. 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 You had to if maintain If you were masturbating that. to your computer, that's where dad did tax stuff. Yep. You don't touch the You're keyboard. in trouble, mister. Yeah. yeah, no, it's funny now. Like, I don't think there's anything. I don't know. I don't have anything to hide, so. Yeah. Take whatever, man. Yeah, watch me. Yeah. Go for it. I'm not, I'm not worried about the, I'm not worried about the future. Are you? About the future? You said you freak out. Um, I do. I, I guess I do. What are I mean, you afraid of? Um, I mean, I guess being from another country, living in this country, I feel like there's a sentiment about foreigners. I blend in pretty well here. Yeah. Um, when people hear I'm Canadian, they're like, oh, you don't sound Canadian. I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a American looking guy who has a when I lived in New York for 10 years, people said I like sounded like I was from Brooklyn. So it was like, okay, I, I look like I'm from here. Yeah. You, you look, you look like Julian Casablancas from the strokes. Yes. That's funny. That's who you look like. I do. You look incredibly Brooklyn. Yeah. That's okay. what I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, what are you afraid of? I think just like, I mean, I don't know. Like there's so many, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? That's what I'm saying. Because I'm not afraid Do you think, like, when you break it down, it's like, oh, nothing? Do you think that's, like, the... Here's what I think. Yeah. Uh, So I grew up, my dad, 
kind of like doomsday prepper on the Republican side. He yeah. was kind of over there. Barack Obama got elected. It was all over. It was kind yeah. of like... So in my head, I'd kind of already prepared for an apocalyptic future. Okay. So I was already there. I'd already yeah. come to terms with it. And I realized, oh, if if it does come down to that, yeah, uh, it's just a new experience of the same life. Okay. It's just different. Okay. Uh, it's a little more dystopic and sad in some ways, okay. but it's just a new way to experience life. You're going to be that guy walking around the streets just being like, this is pretty great. It's something new. It's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm, you know. I learned to breathe in this. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a pool ever. <laughs> and that's all right. What if it was in like a building that you lived in? What do you mean? Like it wasn't a private pool, but if you lived in like, does this building have a pool? No. What oh, if- I have had a pool then. If that's what you count. Sorry, I don't mean to. Right. But you know what I'm do you saying. Say that on dates? I'm never gonna just, have. Yeah, I'm gonna come I, out I to just the pool. Ruined it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you ruined my game, dude. Yeah, I'm exposed. You know what I'm saying? Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm never gonna have like. I'm never gonna reach I'm my state. You're yeah. gonna have new dreams. Yeah, you're gonna be like, oh, I think, and honestly, I think it would make you connect with people a lot more and uh, be more concerned. If there was no Twitter, if there was no Facebook, there was no sure. Instagram. Yeah, there was no TV. Do you if, use any of those? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I'm aware of the role they play in my life. How so? Um, because I'm curious about this. I I feel like I've become more addicted of late than I used to be, uh, and only really to Facebook and like a little bit of Instagram. But I don't really use Twitter. But I feel like it's been bumped up because of the news cycle, and I don't really appreciate what it's doing in my life. Like I I never really posted a lot in the past, and I okay. still don't post anymore. But um, I'm on there just like getting my news. But I'm curious how like you're able to. Well, for me, yeah. what I use it for, and I do not get my news from it. Interesting. Uh, I honestly don't even really get a news. I'm get news. I'm kind of behind on everything. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I don't feel affected by the news, and I think it kind of goes back to when I was a kid, and my dad kind of any news story, a news event would kind of put fear into me. I've kind of already gone through this. Gotcha. I, yeah. what, I, what I really think it is in terms of like receiving news, when, whatever form it is. Yeah. I just don't worry about it, man. Because I've already come to terms with the worst. So nothing really affects me. It could be like, um, let's say like Korea, North Korea drops a bomb on Russia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that would freak most people out. I think most people would be like, okay, this is the beginning of the end. Yeah. Uh, and I would probably say the same thing, but I would, it wouldn't, it wouldn't really bother me. It would bother me in some ways, but probably not as much as most people. Cause I felt like this had been coming for a long time. Yeah. So what do you think people are bothered by, by it? I think they're afraid of losing their, their normal lives. What yeah. they've become accustomed to. Yeah. I see that. They have future, they have goals, they have plans for their life. And then a nuclear warhead being dropped yeah completely changes those plans and yeah like bring it down in scale and you know when a parent gets ill or something or when something goes on but if you don't live in your hometown and you know if something happens to a parent or to a loved one and all of a sudden you think like oh shit do i have to go back and take care of the loved one or so or have to go deal with this that's sort of a similar scenario where oh shit i had all these plans and now i need to put that on hold or whatever but it's like whatever you just deal with it and like most of the time people go back and deal with the thing that actually is the most important and you know it's not like their dreams or whatever are screwed it's just 
this is a new reality. Right. It makes you it makes you realize what is important. Right. Yeah. And you prioritize. Yeah. And I think what a you know a nuclear meltdown and you know what let's say sure. or a you know uh it's like atomic war yeah i think what that would do is what you just said i think it would make people realize what's important yeah you know if people stopped caring about their instagram feed stop totally. tearing, yeah. you know and i mean i'm guilty of it too yeah uh but i think if that happened all the internet all the tvs everything broke and it's everyone i'm gonna go i'm gonna try to meet up with my family i'm gonna totally. try to get with the people i love yeah figure it out from there yeah and I, I honestly it sounds cooler to me than hanging out in this dumpy apartment and you yeah. know trying to start a podcast or a t-shirt company <laughs> or something like that you know yeah yeah so, i'd rather like learn how to cook over open fire yeah with your fam yeah that's awesome yeah it's amazing it'd be kind of cool yeah high-fiving being alive yeah yeah they missed us exactly that's mom missed us missed us Too let's bad. be thankful for the days we have before yeah. it doesn't miss us yeah that's where I come from. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not scared of the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's you great. feel better now? Yeah, totally. What are you afraid of? What are you nothing, what, nothing. What could happen? Or what drives you nuts? What's the negative uh sense you get from? Um, I think it's more personal. I mean, I think I also have that generational sense of invincibility still a little bit. Like What do you mean? Um I think older generations have been through some pretty heavy crises okay. that have like affected like world wars. Right. You know, um, real stuff, real stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so I think we're all pretty privileged that, uh, we haven't been touched by that on this side of the world, even though that stuff is going on in right. other parts of the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like my own personal fears are just like personal stuff. Of, okay. You know, sucking. Right. Yeah. No, I get that. It's like not doing anything. Yeah. Being a waste of a person. Being a waste. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, I feel like being, I yeah, I feel like I have my own issues. Yeah. And if something bigger happened, I think about that with, sometimes with dying. Yeah. Like I'll get so worked up about something, like something will be such a problem. And then I'll think something will happen. I'll be like, whoa, I almost died. And I'll think, oh, I would have been so relieved. Had you died? Had I died. So it's like the worst case scenario in any circumstance is usually, oh, you die. Yeah. So there, it'll, it's like a reality check for me. Like I'm just being a sucky person. I'm not yeah, doing yeah. things and I'm feeling bad about myself. Yeah. And then I'll almost die. And I'm like, oh, well, dying's the worst thing. And I was even more worked up about the bullshit, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Then I would be well, if I died. Well, because dying is also inevitable. So it's like, if you're also a sucky person and you're going to die, then it's like a, a double. Yeah. Double, double, uh shit yeah but then you don't have to worry that i guess that's it's i don't have to worry about it now yeah all the yeah, 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 yeah. stresses and stuff it's it's coming to the realization that i worry about things more than i worry about dying okay so you i'm i'm fascinated by this because i feel like um yeah i feel like i'm going down this tunnel and i'm amazed to like meet people that have a good sense of enthusiasm or optimism do i seem optimistic yeah awesome good yeah it's okay, great it's cool. infectious and it's like oh i i am surrounding myself with like i guess you know uh less of that and it's good right. to see it nice dude you're my kind of flaw i'm sorry i'm talking a lot but Please. i think 
spun it around. Yeah. My, you, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> take, take much. We're going to take a quick break yeah. Yeah, after this. <laughs> it's, uh, stay, it's, it's, understand the stakes aren't that high to your life. Everyone thinks, like, yeah. everyone's so worried, and it's just like, dude, every day, stakes aren't that high. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. It's all part of the game. It's yeah. all kind of happening. So just relax a bit. And yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't have huge plans for my life or anything like yeah. that. Well, what, I mean, you're okay. I mean, I try. I do yeah. stuff. I'm, I work hard and I have like uh, ideas and I try to act upon them. But if things go awry or don't work out or something yeah. happens, like I just don't take it all that seriously. It's amazing. Yeah. You know? I think I do the opposite. How so? Um, I just like. I don't know if I always did this, but um, I have flashing moments of, you know, being okay with whatever comes from what I'm doing. But the rest of the time, it's like, this needs to do something. This needs to spark something. Yeah. And it's like a pretty rough place to be in because, again, like, the odds are against everything you do being something. Yes. You know, like... People are lucky enough if the smallest thing in their life is something. It's yeah. very rare that someone who like does something big and that becomes a big thing. But like, yeah, everyone's just trying to like get by. Or, no, I know what you're saying. Um, like the stakes are high for everything you do. You think, yeah, this because things like you know, like you made the movie. Yeah, things are a lot of work. Yeah, you put a lot of time into yeah. that. Yeah. So it does seem like the stakes are incredibly high. Yeah. You want it to be successful because you're like, oh man, it's like kind of yeah. not maybe your life's work, but a- I mean, it's 10 years, it's like 10 years of working on it is every penny I had and yeah. made a feature film and, you know, I talked a lot about it and I yeah. guess that's also a, a, a thing and I, I didn't talk about it braggadociously like this is going to be the best thing of all time. It was just more like, this is something that I want to do and so coupled with i think my my personality and the reputation i've built for myself as being a good person on this earth um i think people have expected uh you know the coupling of me with talking about something for a long time it's like oh that's just going to be a good person doing a good thing because they okay. care about it right um and we want to believe that people who care about things and are good people will do like good things and mm-hmm. i believe that um yeah so i feel like there's a lot of pressure to live up to that expectation and i want to i like that's a challenge that i am putting myself out there for it's just uh wait uh, awaiting the results it's like right you know and what are the results like the the results are nothing it's like it doesn't like how will you measure the success exactly yeah yeah how will you what's success to you what is the are you what i because i have a thought on this yeah but what are your expectations on this? I mean, result wise, going by because you've entered in a few festivals and you've won, yeah, a couple we, awards. We've played a couple of festivals and we've won an award at every festival we've played, and okay. it's great. And like, what else do I want? I mean, that should be exactly it, you know, like a yeah. chance to screen the work and a chance to, like, I mean, the awards are not what we went into it for, it was just like just a chance to get into this festival is something that I've always wanted to do, yeah. Um, so that was the barometer of success was like getting into some festivals. Um, but yeah, I guess like as you 
you know cross things off you like yeah look up a little bit further right it's like you're if you're playing golf or something you hit that first shot and it's great it's like oh i I want to go further. I want to. You're not going to give up on after the tee shot for all those golf fans out there. You got right. to keep hitting the ball for 18 holes. So I want the next shot to happen for this project or for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did you think? The thought I had, yeah. was it's the so you all right? You said you took like over a 10 year span of time. Yeah, I started writing it like 11 years ago. Okay. Well, part of what, I mean, I'm sure you'll agree with this, but like part of that is the fact that you did it, man. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like from 11 years ago, you had the idea. Yeah. And then now, and not only like you, I haven't, I haven't seen it because it's not like released Uh, yet. Yeah. Yeah. But I've seen the trailer. Yeah. uh, And it's, you executed well. I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is going to, this is a real movie. Yeah. Because some people like watch my short film. I'm like, well, it's, it's bad. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah but then i watched that i'm like oh it's real it's real like fun. yeah sounds great everything's yeah. great lighting's great and yeah. i so the fact that you made something yeah you made a real thing yeah and you people talk people talk all the time people never do anything so i think that's amazing it's like yeah. oh and you had that experience you did it you put it all together yeah you got other actors got locations and yeah. stuff holy shit man that's you're absolutely right you're absolutely right um that was the fear for 10 years is that I was never, and when you asked me like, what am I afraid about? It's like never really doing anything. And yeah, I guess the like messed up thing with our society or right now, or maybe it's just me that I just did something yeah. and I'm already like thinking that I have to do more. Right. Um, whereas this is like the biggest thing I've ever done. I have never done anything like this. I've always wanted to do something like this. Yeah. I've talked about doing this with every single person I've ever met that this is something that I want to be doing. And then I finally did it and it felt amazing, but there was like so much like work and stress and confusion and like naivete and rookiness around right. each step because it was the first time I'd ever done something of this magnitude yeah. that um, I didn't want to like, I never knew if it was actually done. Yeah. And I still don't know if it's done because I, I know that I see other people who have done this and they've done more with it. Yeah. So I don't know if it's actually done or I'm just like quitting on it. Does that make sense? Like, oh, dude, I did music for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, produced it. Yeah. So similar, like you just totally. polish and polish and yeah. polish. And you're like, wow, this was uh, that sound right there. Like a weird yeah. a like, pop, cut yeah. or something or continuity air. You're just like, yeah, people are going to notice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about this today. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You can't, you can't watch it and say it's done. You personally can't. You have to get like someone else to say, yeah, it was great. I yeah. Can't, and like, like getting into festivals and winning an award is like a, a testament. Testament to like, yeah. oh yeah, we think it's done when we appreciate this. Right. Um, but then when I see, like when I know that, like we're trying to get distribution for the movie and yeah. who knows what. And like, I think, will that be, if we can, if we can accomplish that, of getting distribution for the movie, will that be when I can say I've done something? Yeah, you I know what I mean. Saying. Because like that's sort of the end goal that we expect with this type of endeavor, right? And so, you know, was just doing the like just finishing the production of the film, the shooting days. Lee and I were like, we we did it. 
we did it. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then we had to go right into post-production. And it was like, oh, no, we're not. We no, didn't do not. anything. We didn't do anything. We right. just, like, we turned on a camera for a couple yep. of days. But there's still just a lot the beginning. more. Yeah. And yeah. then we finished post-production. It's like, we did it. And it's like, no, no, no. We're, we didn't do anything. Now it's just, like, sitting on a hard drive. It's got to right. reach the masses. So. Dude, that's the. Yeah. There's, like, the business side to it, yeah. too, that you got to do. And I think. Uh, that's probably the hardest part for you. Yeah. As like an artist. It's yeah. Like, oh, well, now what? How yeah. do I get this in front of people? Yeah. Yeah. I think you just work as hard as you possibly can. At yeah. It. Um, and I think what you do next, man, is you do another movie. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think in, like you said, you're the rookiness. Yeah. So the next time you do it. Yeah. Learning curve. You're probably going to do it a lot faster. Yeah. I hope so. You learn your lessons. Yeah. That's how it goes. You yeah. Know? So now it's like, did you direct it? Yeah. You did. Okay. We both starred in it. We both wrote it, uh, my fiance and I, and I directed it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of hats. So, that's yeah. a lot, man. Wow. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's so now, oh, man, there's just, I'm, because I, I know I've like done some video production and stuff and watching that. It's funny, people will say, people will watch your, I'm sure they've seen, they've watched it and they'll be like, yeah, I, I might do that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're, you have no idea. We have a lot of people that like asked to collaborate with us after different screenings and it was like, yeah, sure. I mean, we'd love to. Right. But I feel like maybe I also said that to people after seeing their independent sure. films and be like, man, please help me. Right. Um, but yeah, now you're going to get people blowing you up because you yeah, did it. Totally. You know how. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, even locations location yeah. scouting yeah like, which is like i've done that for other films before okay you have yeah right. um but we did it at a totally different clip on our thing because i've done it on things that had money and we just like had very little money right so you just beg and plead yep do what you can which was taxing to like have to uh you know ingratiate myself to every single person and i feel like i've been <sighs> yeah. doing that for 10 years of just yep um not asking for a handout, not asking for nothing in return, but, you know, making myself seem like I'm not at that point where we could do this in a normal way of transaction, you know? Right. You kind of have to rely on people just helping you out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Saying, hey, can I use your bar to shoot this scene? Yeah. We'll pay you, but it's like, I know it's not what someone would normally pay if they were shooting girls here or something. Yeah. 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 Right. Someone with a budget. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That is, that is tough. Cause they'll, you know, they'll come up to you and be like, yeah, there are, this is our rate. Yeah. The girls was here last week and yeah. they used six grand for the yeah. day. And you're like, ah, I, okay. But there is flexibility there. Yeah. Most, most places, most people have flexibility and they know that you're not girls. Right. Right. Um, not knocking girls, man. I knock girls all the time. Why? It's like, I don't know. It's like, I even, there's like a line I didn't in the feel movie. Like you were that, doing it there. I, I just like bring it up as an example. And we, there's a line in the movie where I, I you actively do? knock girls and I just, like, it, it comes up a lot just because it, um, it like represents a, I don't know, different approach to New York. I guess it's like not just girls, it's like anything that shows New York in a much nicer light. I think girls show this. Girls is the darkest of all That's why examples. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like stupid. It's stupid yeah. entitled girls yeah. feeling as though they deserve to live like sex in the city. That's funny. And that's why I, I like it. I wish that that was the tagline. 
I think more or less everyone that watches it knows that's what it's about. Really? I think so. Everyone's in on it? I Oh, I think Lena Dunham's brilliant, man. I think she gets it. I haven't gotten the sense that some people get that. Uh, yeah. I'll, man, I still need to give it a real chance. You haven't given it a chance? I've watched like about half a season. All right. Well, you're a New York guy, so yeah. you might. I don't know. Yeah. No, give I'm it fine. a chance. Hey, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. What I, I, wanted, I did want to ask you, what gave you... But okay, explain the premise of the movie and like what gave you the idea for the premise because I thought it was an interesting. I just thought it was, it wasn't typical, but it seemed very relevant to our time and yeah. culture. Yeah. Um. So the movie's called Sweet Parents. Uh. It's about a couple living in New York, Gabby and Will. Gabby, played by Leah Rudick, my fiance. She's a sculptor, and uh, my character Will is a chef. And they're struggling to get by in New York the way almost all the people in New York are because it's so fucking expensive Mm -hmm. um, and getting increasingly expensive. And they get this little piece of fast track advice that if you want to survive in New York, that the way it's evolved, you need to have a sugar mama or a sugar daddy or something like that. So the movie's called Sweet Parents, like Sugar Parents. It's a term we made up for that. Um, Sweet Parents, not Sugar Daddy. Yeah. Um, And so they end up starting these side relationships with a successful older man and an older woman, like a successful Brazilian architect guy and this successful businesswoman. Um, and their lives start to change, but ultimately at the detriment of their own relationship. So the story itself of like the age dynamic relationships has, has happened in movies before that we're not uh-huh. shying from that. I mean, like there's indecent proposal, there's prime, there's a lot of these examples. We just tried to take it in a bit more, of a of a less lascivious route and more about like the the relationship itself and not focus really on sexual jealousy but on the jealousy of self worth which is what I like to talk about like uh-huh. if there's if you care about someone so much and they're the love of your life and you would do anything to help them out and their success means the most to you and ultimately you're failing at doing anything for them and then all of a sudden someone can come in and just like change their lives at the drop of a hat yeah how heartbreaking that would be because like you're you're meaningless essentially to that aspect of that person's life right so that's essentially what the movie focuses on so it's like a darker oh wow yeah okay so it's the that's that is an interesting dynamic that people don't really think about people think like ah your wife's fucking rich old man yeah and And like like, do they get a car out of it like yeah yeah and so the the character that they learn this information from is that He's yeah. doing it for all those reasons, for the trips, for the materialistic aspect. But um, our characters sort of uh, don't know how to do that. They have a purpose in their life, and yet they, I don't know, it, they, they still go down that route, but it eats at them in a different way. Yeah. That'll be, dude, I'm excited to watch it, Thanks. man. Yeah. I was like... I, I don't know. It seemed real and it seemed honest when I was watching the trailer and yeah. that's what seemed cool about it. Yeah. I, I could honestly just watch like a couple fight for an hour and a half. Really? Just something real. Yeah. Just something. That's what I enjoy. Yeah. I just like something that feels because it, it felt almost kind of like Louis-esque where it just kind of feels like you're yeah. just, just like almost like a reality show, mm-hmm. but genuine. Yeah. I love that stuff too. I mean. Yeah. Where you're like a fly on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Like those personal types of films. Blue Valentine is one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've got to watch it. It's I've, yeah. crazy. Um, I remember a friend of mine 
messaged me after seeing that movie and she said she hated it and i had just seen it and i was like what are you talking about she's right. like no it was too real like I, I i've never cried like that from a movie i don't want to cry like that from a movie it was too right. it was too real and i was like that's that's that, it worked it did right. it what do you what do you mean yeah um yeah so that was on my mind a lot um in writing of the movie and the directing of the movie and the performing of the movie that it always wanted to feel like in how we shot it we you know talked about uh i made this joke with this cinematographer lara how it needed to feel like we were in the room and you know if we happened to get the shoes of the cinematographer like in the shot it would be fine like obviously we wouldn't want that right but, like shoes in the shot meant that like we were in there and like the cinematographer was like in there with us right like, we never had any shoes in the shot i get what you mean yeah not like incredibly overproduced or anything yeah yeah just like gritty style like ca- yeah. like a cassavetti style i don't know if you've ever seen any of his uh-uh. movies what's he done john cassavetti's uh huge like pioneer of independent film in the in the states uh he did like faces shadows killing of a chinese bookie husbands um he's an actor also so he was in like rosemary's baby um, oh, okay opening night was another death uh woman under the influence crazy stuff like all right i'll check the best out. movies right. from that era they're all that like fight that goes on for an extra minute that you're like holy shit this is so real okay yeah yeah those moments in movies where, like you said, something goes on a little too long. Yeah. Or there's a shot that's a little just weird. It's more theatrical. It's less like, a, it's not as produced. It's not like in and out clean. Right. It's, we want you here for, like, yeah. there's a point that, you're, there's a reason why you're here. Yeah. And you're going to get it. That's, all right, cool. I'll have to check out some of his stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Because I do, I enjoy that. I like, yeah, I like the weird. I like the strange. Yeah. Because I feel like now a lot of movies just kind of feel like they're all like comedies. Yeah. I feel like comedies are done. There will never be another good comedy movie. Really? Yeah. I feel like every mainstream in the movie theater comedy is just a replication of something else. Because it's, it's like all, formulaic now? It's all lit the same. The pacing of the lines is all the same. Yeah. All the shots are the same. All the jokes are the same. The narrative's the same. Yeah. It's just, I think comedy died with like office space. Oh, wow, I that think far the, back. Yeah, because even, like, the good, like, Tropic Thunder, I think, is really good, but it's still got the, like, rhythm and pacing of a comedy. Really? Yeah, and I, that's my opinion. No, 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 yeah, I'm trying to think, like, if there's been, like, I just, guess some people do the formula better. Right, also, they do. Right, like, there's, there's that type of spectrum, but do you feel like Office Space was just, came out of nowhere, it exists yeah. in its own, like. Yeah, it had its own thing, it did its own thing. It's a great movie. It didn't try to, it didn't try. Yeah. It was oh, funny yeah, totally. and it was effortless. Diedrich Bader in that movie is amazing. Oh my gosh, man. Everyone in that movie is Everyone in the movie is great. Yeah. yeah. But, Michael Bolton, yeah. Good. Yeah, dude. I'm excited. Uh, I am really excited to watch your movie though. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got uh, What do you got in the books now? What are you What are you thinking idea-wise? I know yeah. you're exhausted from making that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, hopefully just trying to put on a nice show for the people watching me through my laptop camera. Nice. I'm just staring cool. at an empty screen. Nice. No, but just... Uh, Trying to get anything going. Yeah, I would love to do another anything. Yeah. You know, that it wasn't just... Had you done a short film before or did you yeah. just break it off, do the feature? Oh, I did yeah. a short, uh, okay. one short before. Nice. Yeah. Where and can I, we see that, by the way? The short? Yeah. The short is currently on Seed and Spark. Okay. Dot um, com? Dot com. Okay. Yeah. It's called Blackout. What's it about? Uh, it's about a couple in New York, again, All right. All um, right. that 
Write about what you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but this was like a, a Frenchman and an American woman that meet in New York for like a rendezvous, like they're a long distance relationship and they go to New York to, you know, have a weekend together. And it's the same weekend as Hurricane Sandy. So they're like trapped in the apartment. So Dude. it's isolation stuff. And it's, it's very like, it was very, it was a very... Uh, quick, intimate shoot, but it was like a okay. let's get this done fast. And get it, something out there. Yeah, it came out really well. I'm pretty happy with it. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. I love short films, man. Yeah. People don't. The world of short films is great. It's awesome. People don't it. know. Like I, I, they're like, look up your favorite actor. Yeah. And I'm sure he will have been in like four or five short films that are probably pretty good. You think like before their career took off or like. Some at the like, same time. I'm a TJ Miller fan. Great. Yeah. Uh, I used to. I used to be even more. But I was like, I'd seen kind of all his movies, and yeah. I like dug through, and I found there's a short film he's in with. Um, I can't bring that. She's uh, she's in Mean Girls. Uh, Janet Janice Ian Ian in Mean Girls. I forget her name. Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, TJ Miller and Lizzie Kaplan are in a short film. Everyone should listen or watch it. It's called uh, Successful Alcoholics. Oh, cool. Uh, and then he's also in one called, with Kristen Bell, called I'm Having a Difficult Time Killing My Parents. Both are amazing and short, yeah. and like they keep your attention. Did he direct them also? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. He just kind of came in and did them. Yeah. There's, uh, I, I do love short films also. Uh, there's like some really, there's always been great ones coming out, and there's always going to be more great ones. It's yeah. like, there's no golden age of short films. It's just really cool things. I'm not even versed in it. Yeah. I don't even watch them that much, but I just like had a quick binge watch of a couple of them. I'm yeah. like, oh, these are fun. I just watched the crazy one this week. Um, what's it called? It's by the guy Jim Cummings, who did this other short film, Thunder Road, that like blew up on the festival circuit. It's like a one shot uh -huh. film of a guy giving a eulogy at his mom's funeral. This is Thunder Road. And he essentially does a dance to, uh, uh Thunder Road, uh, by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, he just like Thunder does Road. a dance. He goes crazy. It's like a beautifully shot, really great. Okay. One shot, um, short. And then there's another one that just came out. It's another one shot of this, like, I think it's called the robbery. And it's about a woman who's like holding up a like a concession store, like a gas station store. Nice. And it just goes awry. And it's amazing. It's all one shot and it's killer. Oh, I got to watch that. Yeah. The robbery. That's so it's yeah. It's a, I love them because they're how long is that one? That one's like nine minutes or something. I think okay. they're both around Perfect. nine. Yeah. yeah. But the performances are lights out in them. All right. Yeah. The woman right. and the woman in the robbery is insane she's perfect she's perfect okay yeah i'll watch it yeah yeah so so you like making stuff yeah more than you like because you went to school for acting yeah yeah i went to school for acting also went to school for business before that i went to oh, okay. undergrad for like marketing and also in theater and then i went full steam for grad uh mfa in acting where'd yeah. you go for your mfa uh new school in new, new school yeah all right yeah, yeah. okay how was that experience it was cool. It was tough. I hated it uh, so much the first two years. Why? Um, I just it didn't feel right to me. And there were a bunch of people that left because uh, it didn't feel right for them. But I, for some reason, stayed and kept accruing the debt of going to this right. insanely expensive grad program. Uh -huh. um, so the first two years, every other week, I was contemplating leaving. 
And then what was it about it though that you're? What was not your expectation? Um, I don't know. I I think it just like didn't feel fun at times, or didn't feel. It felt like I was being broken down. And now that I think about it, maybe that was like a good thing because uh-huh. you know everyone going into the program had this cock of the walk nature or in varying degrees. And maybe I had too much of a cock of the walk mm-hmm. nature and I needed to be broken down a little bit. But when it got to the third year, I had a bunch of teachers that were so fantastic. So it felt like every penny I had spent and will spent on this program right. was worthwhile because of these teachers. So like this, the projects we were working on in the third year, the, the work we were getting to do felt more in line with the stuff that I wanted to do. Okay. Whereas the first, first, the first two years, we were working on things that I wasn't crazy about doing. Just types of plays, types of scenes and stuff that, you know, I wasn't as crazy about. What did you, so those third and fourth year? Yeah. Wait, thir- three year just three years. Th- okay. Yeah. So that third year, what type of stuff, and like these teachers, what did they kind of teach you or what were you doing that you thought, yeah. all right, this is cool. This is all worth it. This is awesome. Um, it may have also, like, again, it may have just been me feeling too cocksure, um, but it felt like, in the third year, I felt a lot more like myself. And maybe that was just a general maturation process from like uh-huh. living in New York for three years at the time. And yeah. um, the types of projects I was allowed to choose for myself. Like I remember a friend of mine and I, we adapted the J.D. Salinger book, Franny and Zooey, into a performance piece. Oh, and nice. we did a bunch wow. of that in our class. And we had this incredible acting teacher, this legend um this guy ron liebman and he was very supportive of that idea and we gave it our all and it was something that i felt was very much in line with my style of mm-hmm. being whatever and it felt like a really interesting project to work on and it just like okay this is what i came here for to yeah. stretch my muscle on something that i like and yeah kind of allowed you the space to be creative and yeah. do what you wanted yeah I mean, it was a long time ago. I haven't really thought about it in yeah. a while. That, that was like oh eight, oh nine. But yeah, that's awesome, though. Yeah, I think I've gone through the maturation ringer a bit more. So oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh yeah, that's cool that you stuck it out and found the yeah. You know, it's hard to know. It's hard yeah. to know whether to quit or not. Yeah, I think sometimes you can tell when something's not for you. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes I think you can tell when something isn't enjoyable, yeah. but is ultimately helping you grow. Yeah. I mean, you the know? people that I was in the school with, like the other students were probably what kept me there. Because um, there was like some really awesome actors that I got to be with. But I think one of the things that made me struggle at times was the curriculum sort of focuses on, of this specific program was on, there were just moments in the course where they we're asking you to imagine certain things. And this is like in the actor's wheelhouse of, you know, uh-huh. believing certain things that aren't actually there in front of you. And some teachers will tell you that's bullshit. And some teachers will tell you that's like what you have to do. And just watching people who I could tell, like weren't actually yeah. feeling these things, but just faking it. You're talking like method. Yeah. But like a twisted form of it, you know, I where mean, you're actually, it just felt like, Deluding yourself and yeah. believing something. Yeah, and I, I had a hard time watching that, and I had a hard time performing with that. 
you had a hard time with the fakers or you had a hard time with people that were actually experiencing emotion? with the fakers because uh, i like i would do everything i could to try to put yourself out there fully feel something right. um and i it's funny because i was listening to the episode you did with leah a little uh-huh. while ago and there's a point where you're talking about if you're if you walk off the stage and you're like enraged yeah maybe it's not for you and it's like it's a really interesting idea um and i wonder if it applies to every single um you know what i'm talking about but like you were talking. We were referring to like stand-up comedy, and yeah. if you get off stage and you're like enraged, then yeah. maybe it's not for you. Uh-huh. And I remember there have been times when I've gotten off stage from a dramatic play, right? And I've been very frustrated. Yeah, and it like felt like fuck. This sucks. Damn it. Um, yeah, and I thought about that when I, I listened to that saying. podcast because right. it was like, but it felt mainly because I didn't give um, enough of myself. I didn't like. Yeah. That like to to make the audience feel like they got everything from me. Yeah. And I tried and I I I couldn't do it. And it felt like I wonder if there's like two types of enraged when you come off stage. If it's like Yeah. Oh, the people don't get me or You're I, angry at yourself versus the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I think in both, I think you should never be mad at the audience. Oh, yeah, totally. Because regardless of, like, your level of success, they either paid to be there or they're taking the time to, like, Absolutely. experience you. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I don't know. I don't think either is healthy. I don't think it's healthy to, like, I think if you're beating yourself up about something yeah. like that, let's yeah. say you're like, oh, man, I wish I would have done more. I wish yeah. I'd been more prepared. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have been more in the moment. Yeah. I think if you're beating yourself up about that, you're probably doing your best. You know, yeah, I appreciate that. Probably just neurotic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so, the Brooklyn. That's the New York. That's part. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the. So I don't think it's. I, I think it kind of goes back to don't take it all so seriously. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, the future stakes aren't that high. The dramatic play, all of it. Yeah. yeah. Some Shut people, up. I don't know, just have some fun in life. You know, if, if something messes up, like obviously, I, I can see. I've been there where I've, uh, if I'm ill prepared. Yeah. That's something where I'll beat myself up and I'll be like, you know what? I made an ass of myself. Uh, I was an idiot. I didn't do like, and it was entirely my fault. Um, and I'll be upset with myself, but then I'll just take, take a moment to say, well, it's done. Yeah. It happened. Uh, you learn your lesson. Things, yeah. things ha- like they, you, you mess up a play, you mess up a line, you yeah. do something. It happened. Yeah. So, it was like an emotional thing. Like if you couldn't like hit that emotion. Oh. Like, and then you felt like, oh, now I'm just a faker. Um, You've become what you hate. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's got to be exhausting. Yeah, totally. Just. Yeah. So do you do that now? Sometimes. Really? Yeah. So in like Sweet Parents, you were like really there becoming some, the character? There were some takes where it was tough and like. Leah and I would be in the wings just like arguing over something and it was because of like this doesn't feel yeah as opposed to like fully enjoying it it was that old I still need to be broken down a bit more I think I'm a little too still cocksure I think it's like the cocksureness is coming back maybe yeah, yeah. dude yeah <laughs> I don't know you know what I think you can if you both are so passionate about something yeah if you're or whatever you you or anyone you're whoever's cameraman or anything if they're so 
if you're going to bite something off, if you're really going to say, feature film, huge mm-hmm. endeavor. Yeah. If you're really going to be like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it fucking right. We're not going to cut any corners. We're yeah. not going to do any bullshit. Yeah. We, are only, you, we only have this bar for three hours yeah. to do a three-minute scene. Yeah. You're like, make this good. I think at that point, it's okay to be like, hey, let's not horse around today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think at that point, like, take it seriously. Yeah. But just have some perspective to be like, well, it's not life or death. You I'm know? learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. Yeah, I hope. I hope it, I don't know. This is the way I see it, but. It's good. I mean, I, I, I mean that genuinely that I, I, I guess I haven't really opened my awareness to that type of optimism in a while. I think I've been cautious to optimism. Okay. Or something what do lately. you mean? I don't know, I think um, when I see people, when I meet people that are just so enthusiastic and optimistic, I think maybe it's a defense mechanism to say that like that's working for them, but it wouldn't work for me right now. Okay. Whereas I could just be like, how do I take that approach to what I'm currently experiencing? Yeah. How could I take their positivity? Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And not copy it. Again, not be a faker. Not like or maybe this is the time when you just have to like fake it a little bit. Right. Personally, just to like see what it feels like. Like you ever do that experiment where you just like smile for thirty seconds? Yeah. You just like or you like laugh for a little bit and then all of a sudden it turns real. I have tried. Yeah. It doesn't work. Doesn't work? No, I've like looked at I've done this thing where you like stare at yourself in the mirror and you just smile. Yeah. It it has an effect where it scares me because uh, <laughs> the you're smiling with the mirror isn't and it's like oh my god i'm yeah I'm or haunted. something or i'm afraid the mirror is gonna just make a different face that i'm <laughs> yeah, making exactly. or something or i'm like but i've tried that i'm like oh because it sound it sounded good when i heard it yeah because someone like said it real authoritatively like sure. that's the way it works yeah so i did it and i was like no that was just scary yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i stopped do you find that to work uh, i think so i think um, it works with other people too. Um, like I've had moments, uh, in my relationship where one of us will be having a down moment and yeah. I've done it. I don't, I think it's more being the crazy person than Leah doing it, but I've done the, like, just like smiling and like laughing with her while she's like, and it sounds like I'm an asshole, but it's, it's Not completely it. chosen at the right moment. It would, it would like, there's a right moment to do this and there's right. a very wrong moment. And like 99% of the time it's the very wrong, but like I knew that this was that 1% yeah. and it worked. It just like, it had her laughing very hard within like a minute and it was interesting. I mean, maybe it's because yeah. it was that one moment, 1% and don't do it for 99% of the time. But I think those one moments, it's when someone she was probably overreacting about something. When you catch someone in a moment, because yeah. it happens to everyone, it happens yeah. to me every day. Totally. But yeah. you get in a moment where you're really upset. Yeah. And if someone just gives you a goofy smile yeah. while you're saying this thing that's making you furious, totally. it can make you realize, like, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. But then, you know, if someone's like grandma dies, you can't just make a goofy smile. They'll <laughs> yeah, be like, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Still you in the mirror doing it. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. You should handle this a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> you should go see your family. This is inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, though, ultimately about adopting someone's yeah. positivity. Yeah. I enjoy my melancholiness, though. You do? I do. Because it's like a. 
Oh, but please share. I think it's just um I don't know. I can't even really put a word on it, but it's this setting the low expectation. Setting a low expectation yeah. and uh uh, yeah, knowing that it exists, like knowing that that's just a a valley. Yeah, just knowing, and I think I mean I kind of have a lot of times people talk to me they think I'm negative, but I, I don't see myself as being negative. I just kind of have a low expectation on things. Yeah, uh, and I don't fantas. I'm not a fantasizer. I don't have um, you know grandiose dreams or anything like that. Yeah, but I just have low expectations on people, and I have low expectations on life and that sounds negative but i think what it is is it sets you up for um surprises sure yeah when you have when you're just like you know what and just being grateful for what you have yeah uh and then setting your expectations low i think for me is helpful can i ask what's in your mind what is an example of a fantasy all right let's say so i'm starting this t-shirt company yeah so some people would fantasize about it growing, getting bigger and like making more money off of it and turning it into a huge brand sure. and yeah. I don't know, like mega stores or whatever mm-hmm. like that, um, which is, you know, easy to do. I've like thought about that too, but yeah. now I've done so much stuff in my life where I know that's probably not the case. So now I'm just like, oh, this is fun. Let's keep it small. Let's just try to do one thing at a time and yeah. maybe every milestone I reach will be cool. Yeah. But I don't try to, I don't get in my head. I don't get in my head where I'm like, this is going to be this huge thing. Yeah. Because when I do that, because I have in the past, it's when it's not, you just kind of quit. Yeah. You know? And like you're putting the cart before the horse and you're exactly. not even, I, I do that as well where I fantasize about some of the future steps and then when I start to understand and like, oh, that's never happened to me in the past. Right. It won't with this. Why even bother? Yeah. Yeah. Once you start to hit the... But I mean... Yeah, it's, it's dumb. It is dumb. But it's... Everyone does it, but it's dumb. For and sure. It's like we, we would be better served to just like... Just start the thing. I mean like... Yep. I can't tell me how many people talk about wanting to do a podcast. Right. And like how many episodes have you done? Like 130 or something like That's that. That's insane. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean... Like you were saying before, about 11 years ago when I started the movie, like before you recorded episode one, were you like, uh, I'm not sure? Or did you just like start it without even thinking? Like, has your setup changed? No. Same setup from episode one to Same episode- mics, yeah. Wow, amazing. Yeah. I, I have a couple different setups, oh, but these are the also- first yeah. mics I bought. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right, though. It is something where I got about a month on an idea. And if I think about it for a month, I'm yeah. like, I got to fucking do this. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, dude, and I, I've like noticed that about a lot of people is them. I'm tired of, like, and I've called my friends out on it for talking. I'm like, hey, man, you can't, you've been talking about this for a year. Yeah. And you have these, like, ideas and you think, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to try this. And we're going to do a couple of these. You, I'm like, okay, scale it back. Yeah. Do one thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Make it attainable. Make like yep. an attainable thing. We used to do this thing, and uh, well, we still do. And we like when we have our meetings or whenever I like set out to do work in a day, I'll make that you know to do list. And I have taught myself to not write finish this or write this or uh-huh. it's always like. And I I should fill in the this so you know what I'm talking about. But it I it can never be something that's huge. It can never be like write this script yeah. or like write or like 
fix. It has to be like every single definable task, yeah, like delineated so that you can feel that accomplishment of just like just doing one thing. Yep. Something. Um, there's a book I quote all the time, but it's uh, it's Dale Carnegie. It's How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, but he talks about living in day type compartments. Oh, really? So what can, like you said, you make this task list. What can be done in a day? What do you know? Break yeah. it down into small chunks and you say, what can I do today? And then you can kind of attack those smaller tasks. Yeah. Check stuff off, you know? Because that stuff still needs to get done. Yeah. And it's like really feels good to see stuff crossed off. Right. Dale Carnegie. He's, yeah. Have you read any of his stuff? No. Oh, he's I feel like I've heard that name, but I think I also maybe mispronounced it. Uh, oh, it's Carnegie. My grandpa always says Carnegie. Yeah. Because uh, he's not related to uh, uh-huh. Andrew. Yeah. No. So, but I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. But he's, nonetheless. Yeah. I, I've been calling it Carnegie. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you killed it. Yeah. <laughs> you just renamed him. You just told yeah. Dale Carnegie. I haven't heard of this other Carnegie guy. Yeah, yeah, Carnegie's, I made him up. Yeah. Yeah, Carnegie's is who the... He wrote the books. Yeah, practice, practice to get to Carnegie's house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did a... What is it? How to Win Friends and Influence People is probably the book you... Oh, yeah, this, yeah. But that's a good one, too. Yeah. Not as good as How to Stop Worrying, but... Yeah, I could use that one. Yeah, I, I just... I've, I've given away... Probably six or seven copies of it. Really? I have. That's and interesting. And now I just bought a hardcover. Smart. And I'm keeping it. Yeah, that one's for you. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll, I'll upgrade. T- yeah, exactly. I'll, <laughs> I'll call people. I'll be like, hey, how are you liking the book? They're like, oh, dude, I haven't started it yet. And yeah. I'm like, now I'm like, you know what? Anyone anyone that's going through a crisis, I'm like, here, take this book. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that's like, no, oh, I'd like to check that out. And I'll give it to them. And then I'm like, Cause it was like it's like four bucks for the book. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm like, that's four bucks. Yeah, some no one's gonna read. Yeah, eight times eight, thirty-two. It's money that adds up. Yeah. Have you ever read uh, Peaks and Valleys? No, it's that. I've given that one out a okay. couple times. It's uh, about like recognizing that there's. It's the guy who wrote uh, "Who Moved My Cheese." Who moved my cheese? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm not familiar. Um, which is a great title. Who moved my cheese? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Peaks and Valleys is about like recognizing that that. Your whole life is made up of peaks and valleys, uh-huh. highs and lows. And no matter what, like that's just the flow of right. life. And when you're on a peak, there's a valley below and you're going to go down there at some point. Yeah. So, you know, it's okay. It's just the right. fact of life. And when you're down in the valley, just know that, you know, the curve goes upwards and it's going to turn into a peak pretty soon. And like, it's it's an 80-page book. You finish it in an hour. And oh, really? And you, you like... It's all about how to lengthen those peaks and shorten those valleys and figuring out tools to get out of the valleys sooner mm-hmm. and stay on the peaks longer. And it's like all told through this parable of this like wise person, like this sage living on the top of a mountaintop uh-huh. and this like young guy who's like finds him there and thinks he's living it up. And it's great. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot about what we were just talking about too. Just nice yeah peaks and valleys peaks and valleys okay yeah what's ha- who move my cheese about i'm just curious i forget okay i think that one's just about moving cheese yeah <laughs> it's like one page <laughs> yeah yeah. the guy realized he had to have more like depth to his work so he's like all right let's try self-help <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah awesome man yeah uh well, this has been tons of fun yeah thanks man uh plug all your stuff oh okay what do you uh, got going on 
Uh, so we got Sweet Parents, uh, which will hopefully be out soon. Um, and what else? What else? Um, just give some love to some Canadians whenever you meet them. Please. Um, yeah, that's the main thing. That's the main thing that I've been working for the past 11 years on. So hopefully when you see it, just uh, I hope you watch it. I hope you like it. I hope you'll stick with it and like watch one of those uncomfortable watches the way I felt about Blue Valentine where, you know, stick with it to the end and I think you'll be rewarded. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm so excited to watch it. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, let me know for real when it's out. I will, yeah. Yeah, and I'll post it on the website. We're going to do a little uh, private screening ah, for friends and family out here. So Tight. Cool. I'll, yeah, if you want to come by. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, thanks a lot, man. Cool, man. Thanks. All right, say bye to everyone. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Later.